going on ladies and gentlemen it is i the microphone messiah joined by the current reigning and sometimes defending podcast champion brandon tanguma second part of the year how you feeling man now you know philip doing okay uh you know just the two of us again yes 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 it's become a regular occurrence you know it's like the og days at noon on a thursday what, what are we are we going back in time we just need the Chabot television station, and it's just like old days. Right? No, well, th- those were on Thursdays. but y- 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 I mean, no, those are Fridays. Those are Fridays. Yeah. I don't, we, we've recorded on every day of the week. I, I, I lost track of the days. Anyway, we are here to talk about some wrestling, so let's get into it. Um, Roman Reigns attacks his challengers. There was a triple threat set on SmackDown. Uh, Orton, Styles, Knights, winner faces Roman at the Royal Rumble. Roman comes out there with a different energy. With a different energy, and I liked it, you know. Flagged by Paul Heyman, Solo Sokoa, and Jimmy Uso, they attack the challengers. Nick Aldis tells Paul Heyman, let him know he just earned himself a fatal four-way. So, at Royal Rumble in Tampa Bay, for the undisputed WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship, Roman Reigns defends against Randy Orton, LA Knight, and AJ Styles. What are your thoughts? Um, You know, I, I don't know if I expected a fatal four-way. I think... You know, when we did the uh, award show, I was like, oh, yeah, it's going to be Randy Orton. That seems pretty cut and dry. But no, they're they're adding um, more star power to the, uh, you know, to, to this match. And I, I would assume Roman, obviously Roman's going to win. It's just kind of a matter of who's going to take the pinfall. Uh, I like how they set it up, you know, throughout SmackDown. You know, Roman kind of blew off the question about The Rock. And he's like, you know, nonchalant about it. But then we get the, the uh, Paul Heyman promo later where he just kind of, is firing arrows at everybody who's been kind of coming after Roman and, you know, Paul selling a little bit of, uh, of the rock, but you know, we're not full steam ahead yet. We don't know when that's going to happen, whether rock makes a surprise appearance at the rumble. He's in the rumble. He just shows up on a SmackDown challenges him to elimination chamber. However, that's going to happen, but there's enough hints now at this point that I feel like it's going to happen. Look, 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 quite a few things. I mean, I I'm, I'm on the internet as are you. We've seen, oh, this is a great way to get the title off of Roman and and Cody can, you know, challenge somebody else and finish the story and and Rock and Rock and Roman are gonna do it in Australia. Look, I mean, big matches have happened at non-WrestleMania pay-per-views, hence the first time Roman wrestled John Cena was at No Mercy in September. Look, this guy has not been champion for over twelve hundred days for this to end in a fatal four-way in Tampa, Florida. That's not what's happening here. That's not what's happening. And I like the Fatal 4-Way. It's different. Matter of fact, the only time Roman has defended the title in this run in a multi-man match, what did he do? Stacked Edge and Daniel Bryan on top of each other. So I damn near guarantee, I I would not be surprised if Roman Reigns stacks Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and LA Knight, yeah, on top of each other, then we can have a contract signing or whatever 
in in Perth, Australia at the Elimination Chamber. And then, of course, we're going to WrestleMania 40 with the biggest match that you can possibly do. The biggest movie star in the world versus the current biggest wrestling star in the world. It is for a multitude of things. For the head of the table, for the head of the Anawai Samoan dynasty. And not only that, the title needs to be on the line with it too. That people say it doesn't need the title. It does. Because that also symbols the head of the company. Like you're the guy. I mean, are, are you kidding me? Like, I can see the promos now. Roman talked about how, man, we're doing billion-dollar business. This company just got sold for $9.3 billion. Why? Because I'm the champ. This didn't happen when you were here, when you were on your run. I can see it. I can see it. It's fantastic. WrestleMania 40 is going to be special, man. And another thing, once this happens, Rock is going to be the only person in history to have faced every face of the generation at WrestleMania 18. He did. Uh, he faced Hogan. Hogan's the face of the golden era, 15, 17 and 19. Stone Cold's the face of the attitude era, 28 and 29. John Cena, the face of the ruthless aggression PG era. Now at 40, Roman Reigns. I mean, the 2016-17 the era, they call that like the reality era. I like to call it today the renaissance era because wrestling's having a renaissance. It's booming. WrestleMania 40, he faces Roman Reigns in the main event. The guy who's the face of the reality and renaissance era. But I can't wait for him to face, I don't even, you know, Braun Breaker at WrestleMania 50. Yes, the face of the 2.0 era. It's going to be so, so great. Can't wait for that to happen. But, but no, yeah, I mean, it's a good problem for WWE to have. I mean, you got, you know, Punk, Cody, The Rock. You got all these, you know, stars kind of vying for that top spot at WrestleMania. Um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, you know, I, I talked about it possibly being at the Elevation Chamber. I think I've kind of come more around to it being at WrestleMania. It kind of has to be at WrestleMania. And, you know, Cody, Cody's still going to be the one to win that championship. And I think... It, he'll do it at WrestleMania. I don't know, you know, if it's going to be one night. I don't know. WWE's in a great spot right now. Rock and Roman is by far the biggest match they can put on. Um, you could put it on another show if you want because it is that big. But to make it even bigger, you put it on WrestleMania, and I think that's what they're going to do. Absolutely. I mean, this is about to be the highest grossing WrestleMania of all time. This is about to be the biggest. This is this the this is the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. Now, I know for some people it doesn't eclipse like Hogan, Andre, and and what, you know, when 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 Rock wrestled Hogan and 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 all those other things, but man, this this is the biggest WrestleMania main event of all time. You do it, Rock, this is his true final match. And you know, Roman, he just becomes bigger. Like the the beating the rock gets absor- absorbed into his orbit and the championship. Therefore, whoever beats him for that title gets made truly made massive i've been talking about this for months guys for for what a year a a year or so whoever beats roman reigns gets the rub of all rubs they beat the guy who beat the guy who ended the streak it is a 10 year long rub that's going to be absorbed into that championship into that title win it's massive it's absolutely massive and you know I mean, I've been talking about him beating Hogan's record. I think they're supposed to be doing a, a, a what a, a celebration of Hulkamania or something. I, uh, well, is it coming up? Well, you know, WrestleMania forty. I well, I don't know. Is it like are they doing like a forty year Hulkamania I, thing? I don't. I don't. Something like that. I could see Roman just crashing the party. 
I, I can see that happening. Like I, I'm gonna, whenever it happens, like I'm gonna beat your record. You know, I'm I'm the new greatest of all time. You know, it's, I can just I can see all these things happening, man. We're just we're in such an exciting time. Rumble season, mania season, it's all fun. I love it. Love it. I do. I do wonder how this. You know, we we keep saying, oh, this is the biggest match they can put on, but I mean, it's the biggest match, like in terms of, like wrestling fans and stuff. Wrestling has in some parts become more mainstream than it's been in a while, but then it's also super segregated and it's kind of its own little bubble. I do wonder how the a rock Roman match would like be perceived to people outside the company. Cause like, I don't know. I feel like when John Cena was in his heyday back, you know, 15 years ago, he was, he was kind of a little bit more of a cultural thing than Roman is like Roman is a big star. Don't get me wrong in the wrestling world, but I just don't know if he kind of has that like cross I don't know man. Aura like, that like the John Cena rock match had at 28. I mean, we've seen, we've seen, you know, rock, I mean, Roman over the course of this title run, all the appearances on Jimmy Fallon, the Stephen A appearance where, you know, when they awarded him the gold title, he had the gold title on the table. Paul Heyman was still holding the blue and the black. You know what I'm saying? Like it, the, I, like he's like, you know, he's doing the media appearances, but like, you don't see, football players or whoever like throwing a one up or doing whatever Roman's like thing is like Roman doesn't really have a thing, which is kind of hard to, this is why it might be hard to gauge what his thing is. Cause like, you know, you can see people do the, you can't see me for John Cena and like all that other stuff. And, um, you know, the, you know, Aaron Rodgers belt celebration is, you know, kind of a wrestling thing. So I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I just wonder how it's kind of hard to the Roman kind of translates to the sports entertainment world. Yeah, I mean Roman doesn't have a thing unless guys are you know loading the fist up or or something, you know. But that's I mean he really doesn't even do that anymore. So it's I, I think Roman has transcended into the uh, the mainstream, and I mean this is going to do a ton of press. This is going to do a ton of press. It, it's going to be it's going to be massive. It, it truly is, and I'm excited for it. I really am. Moving on, the AOP have finally returned. The rumors have been actually I think the rumors were going around like like middle or early 2023 that they had re-signed and just nothing was being done with them. Well, they've uh, joined Karrion Cross and Scarlet, uh, I guess not Scarlet Bordeaux, just Scarlet. Paul Elring has returned with them. They attacked the Street Profits and uh, Lashley. And apparently the Street Profits and Lashley, their uh, tag team name is going to be The Pride. This is, this is what I hear. I don't know how true this is. I don't know. I haven't really heard anything about that. But, you know, AOP... Like you said, it feels like they've been like signed to the company for like two years now. At this point, we're just kind of waiting for them to do something if they are actually with the company and they, you know, showed up with Karrion Cross. And I was kind of a fan of Cross, like back in his TNA days when he signed. I was like, okay, you know, maybe he has something. And I don't know if it's just him or just the way he's been portrayed because he's kind of had so many stop and start pushes in his WWE career. Um, I would say this is probably his last opportunity. And I, I think. If they kind of treat him properly and they kind of, you know, push him seriously, I, I do have some faith that Karen Cross could get something out of this. I you know, I just think it kind of does come down to like the in-ring thing. I think the character work is going to be fine. I just don't know how it's going to translate to, you know, some of his matches in the ring. I mean, we we shall see. I mean, Karrion Cross, I mean, he's a he's a fine in-ring talent. Uh yeah, he he has lost that. He did have like an aura about him. He he, he did. Uh I, I don't it, it's been lost. But maybe this is the way we gain it back. You know, the 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 bird of prey, you know, in, in Lash and Street Profits could be his his first set of prey. I don't I don't know. We'll we'll see. But I'm intrigued by it. I mean, we have to let it play out. We have to see what's going to happen. But uh this is nice. Aikam and Razor are back. I loved uh AOP. They were great down in NXT, great, great tag team. 
that, that failed COVID promotion. What where were they? Were they they weren't going to like they were Israel? Where were they were supposed? No, was it Australia? They're supposed to run some uh, yeah. super show in like 2021, and it was like, oh, this is gonna be so big. It was like all the cut WWE people, and there was like Goldberg and whoever, and it just never happened. It, it did not. It was, it was a fire fest of wrestling. Yes, 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 yes. Um, moving on, moving on from that. Outside the ring, Tony Khan. Look, it, this has caused some controversy. You know, Eric Eric Bischoff is tweeting at him, and you know, I see other people commenting on this. Look, I hope the man needs to get off Twitter. Yeah, I hope he's working. I pray, I pray to God that he is working. I mean. He he got gender over. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about what gender is about to be doing. <laughs> but uh, what are we doing, bro? Like, come on, man. Like, but why? Why are you doing this? The Twitter exchange with him and Jen, like, who who the f is Hook? I thought that was funny. I, I did. I, I, I popped at that. And then like, shout out to Tony Khan for a couple days later to have Hook do what he did on Dynamite and stand in the ring with uh, the champ. I thought that was good. But uh, yeah, like Tony Khan, I don't know what you're doing, brother. Let's let's stop. I mean, this this has been a recurring issue with Tony Khan, you know, throughout AEW. And I think like at first it was kind of cute. It was like, oh, OK, we well, you know, we have the, you know, the owner of AEW kind of clapping back, you know, tweeting and, you know, being a presence on social media. But, you know, AEW was hot for like 2019 to 2022. And then now AEW's kind of, you know, they're in a low period right now and. There's a lot of trolls out there. I mean, tr- Twitter X, it's its own, you know, fiasco thing me, that that's going on right now. Me, and let me ask you this. Did Dynamite kind of feel like a little reset? Yeah, I mean, you know, we're coming out, you know, second week back of a new champion out of on a pay-per-view new year. Um I, I quite enjoyed Dynamite. I thought it was, you know, there was nothing super spectacular about it, but it did kind of feel like a a fresh new, you know, I you know, Tony's even said it, he wants to get back to like that sports like feel. I think that is kind of what they lost in 2023. Yeah. And you know, I, I harp on the the Adam Cole MJF stuff, but the, you know, there's other stuff that kind of was the worst of WWE back in the day. And now WWE's not doing that stuff anymore. So it's kind of like, oh, you know, what why are you doing this? But you know, going back to the Tony Khan thing, it's just it's not a good look. You know, you are feeding into the trolls. It's you know, I don't know if it's like a generational thing or like a mental thing, but I mean, to be fair, like, uh, I, 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 Eric Bischoff did the same thing, but he did it live on television. <laughs> like, if we're, if if that, you know, but you know, but Eric, what Eric Bischoff was doing, he was going after the monolith, the comp, his rival. He's not going after WWE fan two five six seven. No, yeah, yeah, trolling yeah, yeah, him yeah. on Twitter who has like two followers. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like, kind of the the head of a company going after like people. It's been done. It's just Eric Bischoff did it on national television, where Tony Khan is just going after specific random people for for no reason, getting into petty little internet arguments. And and I know like people behind the scenes like and. AEW hate this. They don't like it. Like Tony Khan has not had a good couple weeks, you know, even dating back to the world's end pay-per-view where the whole Chris Jericho stuff was happening and people asked him a question. And when he was answering a very serious question about, you know, the safety of his women workers, he's wearing Tony, uh, Tony Storm's furry hat and glasses. Like read the room, buddy. Like, what are you doing? He just seems kind of oblivious and 
my going like in his own little world and i just don't know if there's like the checks and balances or someone who can well check him on these things and just be like look keep, keep what are a- you doing stop it keep it on the aw front um ed, ed adam copeland sorry was on busted open and he was talking about uh, his match with the griff garrison that he i guess he had on collision uh and you know people have been criticizing okay he just went to aw to wrestle you know joe bears or whatever uh adam copeland had a great response he was like well if he can he can learn more in five minutes being in the ring with me than he can learn from wrestling 200 matches against guys of the of the similar experience and i was like okay i like that you know go back to truly help the you know the young a, a different set of younger guys and build them up and you know he, he did that with uh your boy preston vance on dynamite we're gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about that but uh yeah 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 uh lee fitting has taken over the uh place of Kevin Dunn, he uh, had worked for ESPN. Now he's uh, the new head, the honcho in the production of WWE. I am curious to see what what uh, what he does in that role. Um, you know, WWE the past couple weeks, you know, maybe some like little changes, maybe not as many herky jerky camera cuts all the time. That's kind of synonymous with uh, Kevin Dunn. That's a I thought the business. I thought the the day one uh, paper or. I mean, kind of felt like a pay-per-view with all the kind of matches they had on there. But um, I like the video packages, you know, kind of explaining what's been going on, you know, similar to what they do on pay-per-view. So, you know, maybe some like little things here and there. I very much enjoyed the NXT, you know, golden era um, production style that they had. I'm not saying they're going to go to that, but if that's kind of more of Triple H's vision, I would very much think that's a positive for the company. Yes, yes, yes. Um, inside the ring, Wrestle Kingdom 18 happened. Um, a lot of a lot of stuff. The most notable thing, uh, the former Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth, showed up uh with his brother watching uh the tag tag title match and then recreates the uh, scene of when the guy jumps over the uh over at the judge. He did that to uh David Finley, and I guess he wants the global the new global heavyweight title. Seems that way. Uh, I think, you know, Nick Nemeth being in New Japan is is a, a good fit for him. Um, you know, I, just, I feel like there'd be like a little bit of a stink on him if he were to go to an AEW or a TNA. So I think New Japan is kind of the perfect fit for him. He can have some good matches, you know, work on his character. Um, you know, I know he's dropped some like vignettes and some videos and stuff, so I don't know exactly what he's going for. I know he's always like kind of the 80s guy, so maybe that he's going to go down that route. The most wanted. But um yeah, it, it's going to be intriguing to see what a, a Dolph Ziggler, Nick Nemeth can do outside of WWE. You know, we've seen the likes of you know, uh, Matt Cardona, you know, think he's this certain wrestler, this kind of cartoonized wrestler evolve into something that he is today. So maybe, you know, Nick Nemeth can kind of go down that route. And, you know, he's bringing his brother along. He's just, you know, a very low, low guy on the AW, you know, totem pole. And maybe he kind of pulls him up with him and maybe he can do something. But yeah, we shall see. Yeah, uh, Nemeth was on Busted Open and he talked about how, you know, he'd been wanting to leave WWE for apparently quite a, quite a while. Uh, so, you know, if you haven't seen that, go check that out. Um, I mean, we can throw this out there. TNA has been uh, introducing uh, their new title belt uh, championships. Well, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, you know, new quote unquote company. So there's going to be a rebrand and. Things of that nature. You thought maybe they were just gonna dust off the old like TNA titles, but no, we're we're getting you know some upgrades and some different looks. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, Obafemi has won the NXT North American title, cashed in uh, his 
breakout uh, tournament contract on Dragon Lee. Congrats to him. This yeah. that, that title is for African American talent, huh? I mean, that's who predominantly has won it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, it was supposed and it was supposed to go to Wesley apparently, but uh, he had his injury, so he couldn't get it. So you know, Dragon Lee stepped in and kind of filled that role. So not too much of a shocker that Dragon Lee was much more of a, a transitional champion. And uh, Obafemi, you know, cashes in, and uh, he's the new champion now. So let's see what he does with it. Yes, absolutely. Uh, no fan mail this week. He's going to Monday Night Raw. CM Punk interrupts Drew McIntyre's promo, and is Drew not a heel anymore? Like this was pretty, this was pretty babyface. You know, you treated me wrong, and this and that. Maybe I should leave, and, and for, for as long as you did, and come back and get a spot. You know, like what, what's happening here? Just Drew McIntyre continuing to be the uh, heel who kind of speaks the truth, but kind of goes about it the uh, you I, know the like, snarky way. I didn't get a heel vibe. Like I got like a a, a true babyface vibe. I mean, I heard this on Cheap Heat. Should he have attacked CM Punk? Like when Punk was walking away, should he have just attacked him from behind? I mean, he could have if you want to put that kind of heat on it. But I, I think saving Punk's physicality for the Royal Rumble is probably. The best thing to do, you know, you don't want to give away anything until that Royal Rumble. Um, but you know, Drew going against someone like Punk, who is widely popular at this point, um, he can, you know, they go back and forth, and people are going to naturally side with Punk. I do believe, and I very much enjoy this promo. You know, Drew had his piece. He, you know, came across realistically. Punk, he, I forget if he even said like the real line, kind of like what I've been saying. We don't have happy Punk right now. He's going after the championship. He's trying to win matches, main event WrestleMania, and, you know, be that guy. That wasn't really the guy we had at the beginning of his AEW run. We're getting that at the beginning of his new WWE run. And so I'm excited, and I thought it was just a a good, straightforward kind of, you know, Royal Rumble build for two guys who are presumably, you know, favorites in that match. Yes. Um. Yeah, Punk saying when pushed, he's Satan himself. I was like, oh, okay. All right. But yeah, save Punk's physicality for the Royal Rumble. Uh, gender, gender Mahal, you can't hinder the gender, man. I mean, if you have been listening to this show since the beginning or when Gender Mahal was WWE champion, y'all know I was so high on Gender Mahal as the WWE champion. And look, you know what? Put the damn title on him next week. Put it on him next week. Do it, do it, do it. Let him end Seth's longest run as world champion. Let's do this. Gender and CM Punk at WrestleMania? Brother, brother. That's the main event anywhere in the world. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I love Gender Mahal, man. I mean, the stock has risen. The Rock stuff, Tony Khan doing what he did on the internet, and now this. Next week, Seth Rollins, Gender Mahal for the world heavyweight title. What are your thoughts? They have history. Seth beat him to become the first NXT champion. But what was the cage match rating? Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, USA Network. That was great. That was fantastic. That was another thing that was like, Tony, what are we doing? Like, he responded to an official USA account. And to my knowledge, uh, you know, AEW hasn't signed a contract with Warner Brothers yet. Now, a single tweet isn't just going to completely burn down a relationship with a company. But... Maybe you should, should should stay away from you know falling into those ty- kinds of traps, but wow, uh, yeah. Who runs that account? Do, do we know? I, 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 I mean, it's probably some you know twenty something intern. I who... want them on the show. I want to. I want to have a conversation with them. Let's 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 find out. Let's see if we can find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, with the uh, with four 
or you know three people in that um smackdown title match you know you're, you're kind of taking away a lot of people out of the royal rumble who you would suspect would be in there you know not saying those other three guys can't pull double duty and be in there as well but you know a lower level challenger as gender is sorry philip but you know it's nothing too you know high intense you kind of would suspect uh seth to win i'm fine with it well if, you know they're gonna have the match next week but i would presume maybe something's gonna happen and we get an act at, you know a rematch at uh you know, at Royal Rumble. So I think that's kind of where they're at. You know, don't want to pull another name out of the Royal Rumble and put it in a title match. Indubitably, indubitably. All right, Cody Rhodes uh, finishes his story with Shinsuke Nakamura. Seems to be over. Uh, Shinsuke went for the miss. The timekeeper got the mist in the face. Yeah. Yeah, good match. Uh, I think this is something WWE has been good with the past couple weeks is they're kind of staggering out these, you know, main event matches you know the the odd you know there's no december pay-per-view and now we're trying to fill time until we get to the royal rumble and now we're two shows away two raws away from uh the royal rumble so uh cody could kind of more focus his sights on the royal rumble and i thought it was a good match you know uh nothing too spectacular kind of what we've seen from shinsuke in his you know in a seth rollins matches on pay-per-view and you know cody gets the win kind of building him up after kind of been you know, stagnant the past few months and, you know, build them up into uh, the Royal Rumble. Indubitably, indubitably. All right, Nia and Rhea. Hmm? Hmm? I mean, I, I'm here for it. The irresistible force versus the immovable object. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, with, with uh, Nia beating Becky, you know, attendance go up on, okay, they're they're really pushing her. And oh, this, is are they... this is what you do. You have Nia Jax beat Rhea Ripley, not at WrestleMania, in Perth, Australia. You get that heat to rain down. Rain down. You have Becky win an elimination chamber. You have Becky get the comeuppance. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But that's probably not going to happen, so I can see, you know, somehow we're going to get to Rhea versus Becky at WrestleMania, right? Right? But, you know, that seems like a a natural progression. Um, you know, Judgment Day is doing their stuff with our truth. It feels like we're on the verge of a Judgment Day breakup like every week at this point. If you're are looking to kind of turn real heel or turn a baby face rather, you don't really need to do anything because she's already kind of the most popular woman on the roster. But if you want to kind of do that against Anaya in Perth at Elimination Chamber, I think that'd be a, a cool way to do it. Um, maybe they do it at uh, the Royal Rumble as well. But uh, this is. Yeah, I as I said, the, Nia beat Becky. I think she's gonna get fed to Rhea, and then I don't think we're gonna get that all the way to WrestleMania. But maybe we will. But I don't think we will. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Uh, Ludwig Kaiser attacks Kofi Kingston brutally. You know, getting that uh that low angle drop kick straight into the steps. You know, uh. I, I like the continuity. I mean, you know, uh, Kofi would accidentally uh, injured what Vinci last week, so Kaiser did intentionally injured Kofi this week. Good stuff. It, it was it was an intense angle. I thought they kind of went a step too far, pun not intended. But uh, I thought the you know when he threw the announcer's chair at Kofi, I thought Kofi sold it beautifully, and they kind of had that kind of almost same moment with Vinci, where it's like, oh my god, he's like 
he's hurt, like stay away from him. And I thought, okay, you know, eye for an eye. He did that to Kofi. He definitely did that on purpose. You can't like, he can't say what Kofi did. It was on accident or, you know, just caught him flush. But, you know, then they went to the extra length of attacking him on the steps. I think they did need to do that. I think the, the chair attack was perfectly fine. I think they did need to do that. I mean, he leveled up. I feel like Kaiser just leveled up. But I think that, I think they had that kind of like, oh my God, like he, did concuss him like it looked that legit that I think they could have just stopped there. But then once he takes it to that next level and then he's like attacks him and throws him in the steps like, OK, this is an angle that kind of takes you out of that moment. That's what I'm saying. Look, man, it looked vicious enough to where I was like, oh, yeah, he he, he going to be out. He makes his return at the Royal Rumble and he and he throws out Kaiser <laughs> like that's that, that's how we're doing this. That's how that's how Kofi's doing that. Or maybe, you know. I heard on Cheap Heat they said uh, maybe Kaiser messes up Kofi's Rumble spot. Now, that could be something. Nice little, nice little TV feud. Nice little TV feud. And I, I mean, I, you know, all the eyes are on Gunther and his title reign, but I think Kaiser is definitely someone who could be a maybe not a main event player, but definitely kind of that next level down. And he has, you know, he's a great talker, really good wrestler. You know, he has the accent and he kind of has something, bring something different to the table. And I think, you know, with Gunther on paternity leave right now, Da Vinci out or Vinci out with uh you know concussion. You know, we can kind of focus on him a little bit. And I think heating him up before the rumble and into WrestleMania, whatever he's doing, if that is going to be an attack match or whatever, I think uh should be uh, good stuff. Yes. Also, Ivar and Otis. Wow. Wow. Hell of a hell of a hoss fight. I mean, the springboard and the catch, beautiful, beautifully done. I might have to break that up. The I catch. haven't really realized how how many like tag team guys are out right now and doing singles runs with Ivar. You know, he's been doing the things the past couple months now, and it seems um, he's gonna be continuing to do so. But uh, yeah, he he he's a really good wrestler. I just don't know with with that character what the seal you know what the ceiling is. I feel like it's not that high. Um, you, you never know. You never he 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 could be. Uh, he, I can see him as a. As a, as a champ, that's an IC champ eventually. I could see that happening. We did have a Jey Uso promo, and he kind of talked about his New Year's resolution being, you know, he wanted to be a champion. And I, I do wonder, I thought, like, is Jey Uso, like, the person to be Gunther? Because, I, I mean... I've been saying it. Because we kind of say, like, oh... Main event. You know, you need to wait for the right person to beat Roman, which we kind of all assume is Cody. You know, lower level on Gunther's reign, but... I think giving some legitimacy to Jay, who who has been floundering a bit, you know, since he's kind of moved on from that initial move to Raw. So I wonder if you kind of have him beat Gunther, maybe at WrestleMania. But I know they kind of want to do the Jimmy J match at WrestleMania, so I don't, I don't know. I just feel like in right now, just looking at the landscape of Raw, I feel like Jay is probably the best person to beat Gunther for that title if you're trying to get it off of him relatively soon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, AEW, Hangman defeats Claudio Cascinoli. Uh, notice Hangman has more of the mustache going than the beard. Kind of looked like uh, the butcher. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, I, I didn't notice that in the match itself, but I did realize I did notice that later on in, in the, the promo. promo. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's a good look for him. Um, also a certain one of his friends, two of his friends, also have more pronounced mustaches now. So. I don't know if that's a coincidence or not, but the Hangman Claudio match, I thought it was really good. You know, started off Raw or uh, whatever show this is, Dynamite, uh, at Daily's Place. Raw. 
at Dy- uh, at Dynamite at Daly's place, which you know I kind of forgot how like cool of a venue, how different of a venue Daly's place is after being there for like a year and a half during yeah, COVID. That's... And I, I, I mean, I, I very much enjoyed it. I, I don't know how much the wrestlers enjoyed it because it was like I guess forty degrees outside, but. I mean, they uh, have the uh, I know what like, WrestleMania 29 in New York. They had the the heated ring. They 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 didn't have that there. I I don't know what kind of heated ring budget AEW has, but this was a fantastic match. You know, uh, Hangman gets the win, kind of maybe. Well, going to the promo later with Samoa Joe, kind of establishing maybe Hangman's in that main event title picture, so kind of giving him a little bit more of a boost. And uh, I quite enjoy that. To uh, Tony Storm and Deanna Parasso had like separate backstage interviews, um, continuing on with the whole Mariah May Tony Storm thing, and uh, they're gonna have some sort of like get together maybe next next week. So, kind of propelling Deanna Parasso already into the title scene, which I think is probably a good idea. Don't want to have her kind of mess around with the women's mid card division. Just kind of put her in the in the uh, title scene and kind of see what happens. Yes, or just have her hold the TBS title for what five hundred days and have her leave the company. Maybe, maybe. I mean, I mean, thus far the the Tony Storm gimmick, people enjoy it. You know, it's funny. She has her moments and stuff. But thus far in her two pay per view defenses, you know, the feuds, the and the matches kind of haven't like been all that great to what you would expect a Tony Storm title run to be. So hopefully, you know, Diana Parasso is the type of talent that could get something out of uh, Tony and maybe I don't. I just don't know about this character, honestly. Like it is entertaining. It's fun. I just don't know how people outside of that world could interact and kind of make it compelling. Just, you know, besides like, oh, haha, she's doing the the 30, 40s, you know, starlet shtick. Yeah, that that is a uh, that is a that is a thing we shall see. Samoa Joe's promo, uh, he said, you know, no more of this whining. You know, if the committee thinks you're suitable, then you can step up. Swerve comes out. Whose house? Swerve's house. Also saw the Pope D'Angelo De Niro, the former Elijah Burke backstage at uh at uh Dynamite. Love it, love it, love it. But Swerve comes out there, you know, says his piece. Hangman comes out there, says his piece. And then, you know, the hook signal was in the air. And Samoa Joe with the new AEW title with his own custom side plates. Yeah, I did did see that. I uh, tried to look for a nameplate, no nameplate. So they were just ripping off WWE again and doing the side plates. And it's I mean, not even not like do both? Uh, it, why not do both? It's not even like a super customized Samoa Joe thing. It just says Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, uh, but I've, I very much like this kind of promo. And there's like three different chapters or even like four different chapters kind of all wrapped into one. You know, talked about how maybe AEW is going to get back to that sports like feel. And Samoa Joe is the perfect uh, champion for that he's a, a likable enough guy to where people will cheer him against heels and kind of he can play that heelish role against like a swerve or a hangman or whoever hook if if you know people choose a uh, hook over Samoa Joe so I very much like this promo and kind of all the different branches that have kind of sprouted out of that I'm trying to see hook versus Samoa Joe I'm well, trying you're to gonna get that next week on dynamite ladies and gentlemen for the championship uh I I think it is for the championship. I don't know. Let me just make it quick. Let's see. Is is it for the top answer? Maybe I should have just. I probably just be easier if I just went on Twitter. Top answer. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm done. I'm done with that. I'm done with that. Anyway, Sammy Guevara. Yep, it's for the championship. Can't confirm. Next week, Wednesday, 
January 17th in North Charleston, South Carolina, presented by the Suicide Squad movie or a uh, video game. Wow, look at that. Uh, Sammy Guevara uh, defeated Ricky Starks. Wow. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Chris Jericho comes out and his music plays throughout. The uh, they had a whole backstage, you know, backstage whatever brawl for all. And I was wondering, you know, did they just keep on playing the music so that we didn't have any booze? But then they just kept on going. It kind of seemed like it was a gangsta's ECW kind of brawl with the music playing in the background. So maybe it was a combination of the two. Uh, just kind of looking at the crowd, the crowd seemed very positive towards Chris Jericho, or at least. There were people cheering for Chris Jericho and not anyone obviously booing him. So maybe this whole thing is kind of blown over. I don't know, but uh, I think they are kind of no noticeably. They have not called them less X gods at all, which I think is probably the best thing uh, for the tag team at this current climate right now. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see, you know, they're going to have the battle of the belts match at uh, on Saturday for the tag titles. They're still doing these. And this is number nine. Wow. Uh, strong defeats Keith. Yeah, uh, you know, just a fine match. It was, it was more of is a Brian precursor. Keith. Yes, it is Brian Keith. Oh my dog! But a uh, more of a precursor to the Adam Cole promo, very similar to what he did last week. Not as you know, I mean, I don't even think he said MGF's name at all. Um, but just very bare bones stuff again. So, think MJF Brian Pillman did. I, I don't know. I think they're kind of buying a lot of time for Adam Cole to get his leg right. And, you know, I said maybe they're going to do the MJF Cole match of revolution, but it seems as though this the MJF situation is much more severe than that. He might be gone almost the entire year, which if that's the case, you know, T's and P's, hopefully he gets well. But that's definitely a blow to the company and this whole devil Adam Cole MJF storyline that they've had, you know, in the works for, you know, whatever, six, seven months now at this point has kind of bursted into flames and. I'm not all the way out on the Undisputed Kingdom, but uh, we, we need to really start picking it up, you know, in the next few weeks because they're just spinning their wheels at this point. The wheels are just turning, yes. Uh, we didn't talk about the multi-man match where your boy Preston Vance got the dubski team with the, Adam the, Copeland the, and everybody. The Brody Lee Memorial uh, eight-man eight-person tag match that they had on the show. Yes. Uh, you know, I put it on the script and I kind of took it off because they were kind of like non. You know, they were just kind of there, but yeah, you know, shout out Preston Vance, shout out Anna J, two people, you know, closely associated, former members of the Dark Order getting the wins in the is, uh, Brody League tag matches. Is the Dark League, uh, Dark Order still a thing? Uh, they are still a thing. They actually took over the Be in the Elite YouTube channel. Now it's called Be in the Dark Order. Well, no, I've seen that, but like, it, like, it's just, it's just, it's just a three, just Evil Uno, uh, Grayson, what's his name? Grayson and what, uh, or is it Evil Uno, uh, Johnny Hungy mm -hmm. and uh, Alex Reynolds, right? Mm -hmm. What about uh, Stu Grayson? What happened to him? Uh, well, he left the company like a year or two ago. Right. And then he came back, but then I think that was just like a one-off. Yeah. Wow. Okay. My fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. Sting and Darby Allen defeat Hobbs and Takeshna. The Young Bucks return. Yeah. Um. Okay. A couple things. We got to stop just throwing Darby Allen around. I mean, the way his head smacked that bottom rope was not pretty. Sting, the way his head hit the concrete floor from that avalanche stinger drop or scorpion death drop, not pretty. Yes. I mean, match itself was kind of whatever, but I think the story of the matches were those two bumps. Uh, more, more Sting, you know, they did the scorpion death drop off the 
off the ta- off the stage through two tables, which were too close to the stage. They apparently don't know how like physics work, but yeah, yeah, Sting fells. They overshoot one table, barely lands on the, on the second table. Um, um, Sting like barely covers Hobbs to get the win. You can clearly see him talking to Ric Flair, Darby, and, and the referee. I Ric Flair was there chopping chopping a uh, Hobbs. Yeah, I was very like concerned for for Sting because we've seen this done before. Um, you know, he, he's doing these crazy things. I just don't know why he's doing this. Like 90s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, WWE, all the eras of Sting just never did this. And now in his final run in his mid 60s, the man's going to turn 65 like in the next month. He wants to do this. Darby Allen is a terrible influence on this man. He wants to go out. Woo! He wants to go all out. Yeah. So um, Tony Schiavone's in the ring with Sting, Darby, and uh, Nate. And he has Sting even got up, to be honest. Right, and he asked Sting, like, who's your final match going to be? And then the Young Bucks show up with some uh, moustaches. And uh, so, Greensboro, Young Bucks? I mean, tickets are flying. They've already sold, like, 15,000 damn near tickets for that show. And I think the Young Bucks are the perfect uh, opponents for them. If, if the, the goal is to just have Sting win his last match, you know, with, you know, Darby will be there too. So it's not like it's not the rub quote unquote, isn't going to anybody. I think the young bucks are a perfect match for them. You know, they can heal it up, bump like crazy for sting, have their fun with Darby, have a good match. And, you know, at the end of the day, stinking it is farewell that he rightfully deserves. So if you're not going to have a, you know, new up and coming heel, you know, it's not gonna be like the guns or something like that, where they can, you know, boast forever. They retired sting. I think the Young Bucks are the perfect kind of foil slash people to lose to Sting and Darby. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Uh, the New Japan Battle in the Valley is going on this weekend. San Jose, Brandon, are you going to be there? Uh, at the moment, no. But, you know, I'm open to uh, to it because it looks like it's a loaded show. It's, you know, I know a lot of people were talking about the show last year with Mercedes Monet, but honestly, this show is probably going to be better. Wow. Wow. And it may be. It, it it just may be. I mean, looking at this card, TJP, David Finley, you have uh who who else is on this? Shakingo Okada. You're getting Okada in Will Ospreay. Okada Osprey, uh TMDK versus Matt Riddle and surprise tag partner. Gabe Kidd Gabriel Kidd versus Eddie Kingston for the Continental Crown. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. And Gabe Kidd has already kind of said, I don't give a crap about those other titles. I just want the New Japan title. So already just really putting over that Triple Crown Continental, yeah. whatever the hell they're calling that thing. And uh, Team Filthy, uh, Jerome Nelson, Royce Isaacs, and uh, Filthy Tom Lawler going up against uh, Fred Rosser, Umino, and uh, Jacob Fatu. As I said, stacked lineup. Really stacked. good card here. Yes, yes, yes. I'm happy, I'm happy for Big Goose. Getting on some New Japan stuff. And then, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Oasis Pro presents a bar brawl. Before our first show, Solids and Stripes, January 26th, we have a bar brawl this Sunday, Eli's Mile High Club in Oakland, California. Chaos Productions and Oasis Pro are coming together. You can see uh, the new luchador, King Gaio, going up against the last hopeless romantic lover boy, Leo. The Black Panther, Beatrice Domino, has issued an open challenge. Bar brawl starts at 8 p.m. All the festivities at Eli's start at 5 p.m., but Oasis is section 8 p.m. to 9.30. You never know who else is going to be in the brawl. Um, yeah, so pull up, pull up, please, please, please. Thank you guys so much. You guys know where to follow us. Twitter, BulletCast, uh, Instagram, The BulletCast, YouTube channel. Um, 
BulletCast and everything in between. Email us, BulletCast2Sweet at gmail.com. iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Spotify, Patreon. We are all over the damn place. Uh, thank you guys so much. As always, be safe and stay safe. nobody better. Look. Yeah. Listen to us every time we live in the side. When you turn it on, it's just defining the mind. If you feel it, our opinions is great. When everything we moving now in the state, turn us on. If the feeling is right, uh, every opinion now comes from the heart. No time we move for the part. We on the radio, it's wrestling. Time's aggression. Here is the feeling in the pool. Get the lesson. And if you want to prove it to you now, here's the feeling in the time and everything that we did. Listen to the senators connecting it. Moving on everything that's pronouncing it. Everything we did in the time now with the testament. Here is the feeling when we live on the stage. And everything we do, turning the page. Nobody does it like us. The feeling when we move, we are excited. Elite podcasting. I know you like it. I know you like it. Yeah. The bullet cast, uh, feel us. The bullet cast, uh, feel us. The bullet cast, uh, feel us. Elite podcast, we are. The bullet cast now, feel us. This has been the bullet cast. Thank you for listening.